Marriage is hard. It's something we go into so excited, but often end up leaving on the back burner. We believe in a 1 Corinthians 13 type of love, one that takes intentionality and purpose. A good marriage is not something that happens by accident. So it's our hope that you leave feeling inspired to have some new topics of conversations with your spouse through listening to our talks here. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jaren. And this is Marriage on Purpose. We want to hear from you. If you have questions, send them in to marriageonpurposepodcast at gmail.com and they will be featured on the beginning of our episodes. All questions will be anonymous. We look forward to hearing from you. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> oh, you got me. You totally got me that time. It was like, it fit. I got my feet up. If you're you'd see propped me right, right now, now. Yeah, you I'm are. I'm chilling like a villain. Yep, you're right. You definitely got me. I wasn't going to say yo, 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 but you totally nailed it. What are we talking about this week, Kristen? First off, how was your week so far? Um, I had a rough one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We don't need to go into all that today. <laughs> okay. You stay at home with three kids and do homeschooling and stuff, so. Yeah. Usually not a walk in the park, is it? Mother, <laughs> motherhood, being a wife, being a homemaker, you kill it though. You do sometimes have weeks where it's so great and you feel like you are just walking in your purpose and it feels so fulfilling. And then there's weeks where it feels like it is all coming crashing down and you are the worst person in the world to be juggling all of these things. You know what? <laughs> yeah, ups and downs. So You have ups and downs. It was a down week, but I'm trying to... Keep a positive outlook. Good. How was your week? Uh, my week's been okay so far. I went to work, trying to get some stuff planned for this weekend as far as housework goes. Working on the same job all week, so that's good. Same old, same old. Same old, you know, non-stressful solitude of work. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, we Just can kidding. talk about our lives and how we're doing alone together not in front of a bunch of listeners i was just wanting to know how you were doing today i'm doing good you look like you're doing good you got I'm, your fuzzy socks on propped up on a pillow on a chair I'm propped right now you are for sure propped. my feet are up i am just chilling let's get into our listener question from last week okay it's what is your spouse's best quality my spouse's best quality that's me yep she's here um <laughs> uh, my spouse's best quality is probably how she can be so empathetic toward other people. If we're talking about non-physical qualities here, there's a whole other list. We're not we going to go into that. <laughs> that is what we're talking about, non-physical. Okay, well. Yeah, I would say the fact that you can like look deeper past surface level emotions and be able to see where you know, somebody's reaction can be stemmed from a deeper emotion or a deeper problem that would have. Mainly, mainly in our kids is where I see it most. So I'm just like, they're upset. We need to like fix that or we need to figure out why. And you're like, this is why. Because of something that happened last week. And you know, like all this stuff, like you can just like see into the emotional side of it really well. And I've kind of learned to do that a little bit, but it's pretty natural to you. So I think that's a good quality. Thank you. A good skill. You're welcome. 
My spouse's best quality. Non-physical, all right. <laughs> Not a physical quality. Let me try to keep that list tucked away. It's really, I'm really tempted to <laughs> name off all the physical things. All of them. I would say probably you are very rational in a good way. You are very calm. You have a very calm presence about you. You are able to see the bigger picture of every situation. Sometimes I need that because I can get a little bit too involved in feelings and whatnot, but you are extremely rational and you, I feel like you really are like the glue that like holds this fort down, (laughs) holds us all together. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I feel like we all really do like lean on you as like our rock and like our safety in, in our home. Like you're a very like calm, rational safe person i appreciate that yeah i do feel like i get in trouble sometimes thinking big picture like with the kids like i'm like this is going to be so good for them in 10 years yeah and you're like what about now though (laughs) this is terrible for them right now well i think that's why we work so well together because both of those things are important yeah we really bring two very different perspectives and sides to the table and they work really well together i agree we complement each other well we, we focus do. on our strengths help yep. each other in our weaknesses we and bring our strength to the table try to make it run as smooth as possible well what are we going to talk about today we are going to talk about our story this is episode 10 all right Woo. feels like it's episode <laughs> we should put like some clapping in the background episode 10 confetti we can just clap <laughs> nobody's having fun with us <laughs> Just you. <laughs> I'm really excited that it's episode 10. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, did you think we wouldn't get here, though? Is that kind of what you're... <laughs> no. I mean, I thought we would. Just an exciting milestone. We're in the double digits. So there's... today... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, there's like a thing where people say, if you can't make it past episode 10, like your podcast probably eventually like falls off. Seriously? Like someone said that, like they were trying to have like a guest come on their podcast, but they noticed that they were under episode 10. So they were like, eh, we usually don't, we usually don't get on people's podcast if they haven't at least made it to episode 10. So that's like the make or break. Make or break. Okay. I get it. Yeah. We're going to talk about our story this episode. Yeah. How we met. I think we actually tried to record this one previously whenever our audio quality was garbage. Yeah, we just not scrapped like it. Not like it's great now, but it was awful. So we just scrapped it and we haven't come back to it since. But yeah, we're going to talk about... Figured episode know, 10 would be a good one to talk about our story. Yeah, how we met, how long we've known each other, all that. Get to know us a little bit better and see why we are the way we are. And I don't know. <laughs> try to. Yeah. All right. So we just we don't have a big script for this one. We're just kind of going to go over it we have a kind of a very very vague guide why don't we talk about how long we've known each other i guess how long do you remember when we first the first time we saw each other yes do tell (laughs) you don't remember but i remember you probably saw me first because of an obvious reason that i was jaren's hair stupid we can't bring up (laughs) when we first saw each other without mentioning jaren's wonderful fro Lame. lame ginormous fro it was awful um if you can imagine like um Saicho bob or <laughs> who else who I'm else lo- did i always I'm, say you look I'm like i'm loving this by the way <laughs> a little bit of bob ross 
I would take that. Okay, but longer and bigger. <laughs> okay, let's move on. <laughs> Undeniable. You couldn't not. You couldn't see you him. couldn't not see me come in any room. Yeah. Cuz I was so cool with my cool curly hair. If you want a photo, just message me after the pod. Oh I'll send God, you one. Don't. <laughs> I don't but care. Whatever. It was a long time ago. The first time that I saw you was at camp meeting before camp, which was like the big Church of God camps where like churches all across just Indiana the or state, more than yeah, Indiana. Yeah, it's a state, a state thing. thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So like all the Church of Gods got together in one location and they had this big church camp type thing that was a week long but before camp there's a thing called camp meeting and you just like go and you pray i think i don't know i don't yeah. know if it was more for the adults or the kids because we as a kid young. as a kid i don't remember i don't know what the point <laughs> is but we were there but there was a camp meeting it was just like a night thing and i remember seeing jaron at camp meeting and thinking he was super cute and i like couldn't wait for camp because i was already like you know Checking around the room. Scouting your boys out. Seeing the boys, who's the cutest ones. That's why you go to church camp, by the way. Parents, watch when your kids are... Watch your kids. Yeah. That's the real reason. It's really true, though. Yeah, there was some drama there. So anyway, we go... I didn't really know you at this point. We were probably like middle school age. Yeah. We go to church camp a couple years in a row, you know, like we get each other's number and stuff and we start talking and we talk like texting, like sending each other... I mean, we were we were young. We were like 14, 13. We were young, so yes, we text I, forever. Yes, and I secretly had a ginormous crush on Jaren, like huge. I was so excited that he was texting me. Like, it was a big deal. Yeah, it was, it was a big deal. For me, I'm just trying to like lay the foundation. I have had a crush on Jaren since middle school. And I probably wouldn't have texted you back every day. For 10 years you're saying you had a crush on me too if i didn't have a crush on you too <laughs> score i say that though because i was the one who was always trying to get jaren to date me and he was always turning me down well because... we lived three hours away from each other like opposite sides of indiana i yeah. lived in on the on the east side almost in ohio and you lived on the border of illinois so and we're children so we have no way of seeing each other i was like yeah no probably so, yeah we texted every day for years yeah years this is actually almost every day there were some times where we didn't you know we few go through, and far between yeah but for sure we text a lot i was on the east side i moved to indy for school she was on the west side of the state she moved to indy for school kind mm-hmm. of in the same area north half of indianapolis pretty much within 30 minutes to an hour of each other yeah so then we're like you know what let's hang out we've talked for <laughs> okay i'll set the forever. scene okay well here we go i've had a crush on jaren for years i've tried multiple times to get him to date me he's always shot me down because we live so far away right and i literally i'm holding out for him i've literally told my family if i marry anyone i want this person to be like jaren it's probably not going to be jaren it's a movie script he shot me down so many times it's probably not going to be him but i want to marry someone like him they literally, in my graduation, like, picture board that you make, you know, when you, like, make mm-hmm. a board and you put all your pictures on it. So, there was one picture that I had with Jaren from, like, a random concert we went to one time. Like, the one time that we ever saw each other between camp and now. So, this is a random picture. 
and someone in my family I have no clue who it was snuck that picture onto my board really small and like drew a heart around it because like that's how big of a crush I had on Jaren that's pretty funny actually (laughs) your family even knew and like snuck it on there Yes, and That's even during good. this time, we, like, wrote each other, like, kid love letters. Yeah, we did mail each other letters and, and stuff, like, too. I would write, like, C and J equals love and, like, send it to him in the mail, like... Yeah, we would... You, you sent me, like, a wooden heart one time. Mm-hmm, I remember that. So, like, there was some, like, we like each other, but we live so far away, we would never practically date. This is where Jaren's rational practicality comes into play. I would not allow it. He wouldn't date me. He would just send me wooden hearts in the mail. <laughs> yeah, just flirt with you for 10 years. Till it becomes practical, then boom, we got so, married in like yeah, a year. It's like a Hallmark movie. So then we finally are young adults and we both move, like he said, to a similar area for college. And the night that I move in, I moved in with some family members of mine. And the night that I move in, I get a text from Jaren asking if I want to go out on a date. And she I'm said like, yes, by the way. Did you say the word date? <laughs> like only people who are dating do that. <laughs> date. <laughs> and we seriously, I don't even think we ever like defined the relationship. We just immediately were like boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah, it was it was like so natural. We just Yeah. We didn't really need to say anything. It was like Yeah. We already have known for the past uh, 10 years that we've liked each other. Yep. Now we can yeah. We have our own cars and we can like go yeah. to the movies and yeah. stuff. So yep, we did that. That's kind of how we met. We didn't really like date around. I feel like like a lot of like adults do, you know, before they like find their person. We got together at such a young age that we haven't had a whole lot of like adult dating experience. Luckily, by the way, so, it sounds, it doesn't sound super. Yeah, we really lucked out. I'm pretty sure I was 17 or 18 when we started dating. So we were still pretty young at this time Mm -hmm. yeah I wasn't quite 20 yeah so we were really really young and we dated for a year year and a half and then we decided that we wanted to get married together (laughs) yeah didn't propose it was just like one of those natural things like yeah we should do it but I definitely should have uh should have popped the question officially if we were older and more mature you probably would have but we were just so like young and in love yeah I was like let's get married like I really wanted to nail it down, you know. You wanted to get me in the bag, you know, like I'm I'm not going anywhere else. Yeah. (laughs) I've liked you for this long. This is my only chance. And I was on board. I was like, this is, yeah, I'm cool with this. Yeah, we were both actually wanted to marry each other, but. Yeah. Yeah, so we only dated for a year and a half. Turns out both people have to be on the same page (laughs) if they want to marry. Yeah. We dated for a year and a half. We decided we were going to get married and we did go out and like celebrate. We went on a carriage ride. Oh, that was so great. It like we went downtown Mm -hmm. on a horse and buggy ride Mm -hmm. and in a blizzard, in a blizzard. Like it was literally from a movie. See, our our story really is like a Hallmark movie. It's magic. They should make a movie about us. You should make a movie about us. (laughs) Write a book, honey. A book, a love story. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure so many people will buy it. Yeah, like the heaviest snow, no wind at all, like snow just falling straight down all over. Yeah, we were covered in snow. It was great. It was a good time. It was a beautiful night. And we picked out rings together and we decided we were going to get married. And we got about two months into the wedding planning process and then decided this isn't for us okay let me elaborate on the story a little bit <laughs> not getting married jacked but the wedding well kristen had a mental breakdown 
What? I did? Yeah, about the wedding. I must have blocked that out. Well, you probably don't remember it because you're in such trauma. (laughs) You were really um, stressed about everything. You were in school at this time. You're living with your parents and stuff. And we were trying to plan this wedding. And there's a lot of like people trying to help, you know, in good spirit. They're trying to help. And it was just really stressing you out. This is also at the time when Kristen, when she talks about she had bad anxiety and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. This was when it was like at its peak. For sure. So a lot of people were trying to help and you were just getting super overwhelmed and you were just not dealing with it well. And I knew you weren't. So one day we were, after we like, we went to Michael's or something, we were looking at decor or you went to look at a dress or we were looking at something wedding related and we were out in the car and we just decided we didn't need to do all this stuff. I I was probably having a mental breakdown and you were probably like, why are we doing this if it makes you this upset? I'm like, I'll solve the problem. No wedding. <laughs> well, not no wedding, but um, that's pretty much what we decided on. We are like, this is super stressful. We don't have any money. We have a little bit of money to kind of throw out a couple things. I remember the two things you said you wanted were a dress and flowers. Or not flowers, sorry, photography. You wanted good photos and you wanted to have a good dress. I'm pretty sure that's what you said. I didn't get good photos. Well, yeah, we kind of got a deal on the photos and... We really went cheap on the photos, actually. Yeah. Either way, so we ended up scrapping like our plans, what they were at the time. I don't even remember what they were. And then we ended up just having our wedding in your parents' backyard. And there was like a flower, like a magnolia tree that bloomed back there the week of our wedding. We had, we didn't invite everybody. We invited like our moms and dads and grandparents and stuff and i think your sisters and my sister like our siblings and parents and grandparents is who was invited well i think that's what was getting so stressful was our you know wedding party being five to ten people and then we're super young so the people that we're putting in our wedding are super young and we're paying for everything and we just can't i'm in school we're pretty much relying on jaren's income pretty much I mean, I was just out of school, so I had just started a job. Yeah, and it just seemed like we were already getting into such stress, and we weren't even married yet. This is where Jaren's rational brain saved me for the first time out of many in our marriage, and he was just like, why are we doing this? Yeah, this doesn't make sense, and it doesn't feel good. It's your wedding. You're allowed to do what you want. Don't do it to please everyone else. Do what you want. Yeah. I remember you saying it wasn't that important to you to have like this big event at the time. Like you didn't need to have this big, huge, you just wanted to get married. Like that would have been nice if someone else paid for it and planned it and did all this stuff. Sure. Sure. Like, but at the, at the expense of the stress that it put out on me, weighing the pros and cons, it wasn't worth it. I wanted us to go into a marriage, it being about me and you and our marriage and not about this big event. Yeah, if you were to plan one now, plan a wedding now, you would be much. You would want to. You would do it bigger. You would do it like For you sure. could. You wouldn't. You're not so stressed out now that you would. Yeah, I was also like you said under a lot of anxiety and stuff at the time. Yeah, so. I think I think that was a big factor. Being broke is a joke, and fresh out of you're not even an adult yet. I mean, neither yeah, of us were. So we got married May second. I turned eighteen May twenty fifth. I was not even 18 yet, actually, when we got married. Barely. And my dad still said, yes, you could marry me. (laughs) That must have been saying something because my style was, was, (laughs) it was not something I'd want my daughter to marry. Yep. 
Yeah, we were young. So looking back, I definitely don't regret it. I feel like the way we went about it was probably smart for our age and everything like that. Like, I'm kind of glad we weren't just kind of like immature and wanted this big event and went in debt for it just because that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. We really did make it about us. And I feel like that was a good decision. If you haven't noticed, we like to buck back against tradition sometimes. A little bit. When it doesn't fit in our uh, lifestyle. Yep. Don't be afraid to bust out of it. It don't matter. <laughs> yeah. If it don't matter, just do what you want. Yeah. So that was our wedding. We started yeah. off on a good foot. So then after that, we like got pregnant real quick. We had our first kid, lived oh. in an apartment. Oh, do you have another <clears throat> long story? Real quick. Okay. I'm holding you to that. No, you just skimmed over that like it was nothing. We got pregnant the same month that we got married. We got married May 2nd. Yeah, like honeymoon baby. And by the end of the month... The last week of May, I found out I was pregnant. Yeah. It was fast. So that was a shock. I actually told my mom crying. <laughs> if you couldn't believe <laughs> a 17-year-old who was super anxious about everything yeah. telling her mom she's pregnant. I'm pregnant. Yep. Uh-huh. She was loving that. We started really young. Unintentionally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, glad you threw that in there. Uh, That's yeah. pretty much our whole start of like... Where we met up to marriage, you know? Yeah, I feel like through having babies and stuff, we started having babies like every couple of years. And through all of that, raising kids, that really, I feel like, pushed us to mature. And we wanted that, I think, out of life. We I don't, did. I don't think we were, I was definitely not into the typical college vibe go to college till you're 25, party, do all that. And neither were you. Me either. Yeah. Like, I did not want to waste time doing that. I wanted to get started yeah. on life not take another five years to play around yeah like Um, settling down with a family having a home mm -hmm. experiencing family tradition like those were all my dreams and goals so to start early i was elated yeah i was definitely on that train i was not mature but it did come (laughs) through the experience let's not say we yeah it wasn't all glamour no glitz it was definitely by the grace of God, we've yeah. made it to where we are now. Yeah, it was awful. So now that we've set the scene, you can see that we did not start on the best foot, honestly. No, but we always tried. That was the key. Intention. If there was ever something wrong with you, I took it as there was something wrong with us. If I had something wrong, I know you were the same way. Like, we have something wrong. Yeah. And we need to fix that rather than like, oh, We well. were a unit from the get-go. Yeah. Even when we were young, we took marriage seriously and... We're a unit, so That's we how, deal with things unified. Even with your anxiety and stuff, it was like, that was my problem as much as it was your problem, because I just married, I wouldn't have married you if I was like, if I didn't like all that anxiety and stuff, because that was before our marriage. Like, Oh yeah, you knew about that before you put a ring on it. Yeah, so if I wasn't <laughs> signing on to take that on as my responsibility too, then I would have just said, no, yeah, let's give it a couple years, let's wait, it, let's wait, see what happens. Right. Well, speaking of my anxiety, do you feel like that has been the biggest hurdle that we have faced so far? Together, yeah, I would think so. We've been through. I would agree. We've been through a couple other things um, that are pretty big, pretty something we had a pretty big load we had to carry together. But I would think the anxiety was definitely something we needed to figure out. We had to figure that out. Yeah, I mean, we've yeah. We've been through some pretty big things through losses and job transitions and just typical really stressful things. Mm -hmm. But 
the anxiety was something that lasted a really long time and it was really crippling yeah it immobilized you like you couldn't function do you want to elaborate on that a little bit yeah when i was dealing with this obviously i was so young i didn't really realize at first when signs of anxiety were first presenting themselves i didn't really understand that's what it was um, until it got really bad and really out of hand and that's when it was kind of like a light bulb like that's what we're dealing with i am incredibly anxious dealing with panic attacks in extreme depression and it was actually jaron's mom who called it out in me Um, we were visiting his family one weekend and she just straight up asked me are you depressed and I was like what like I've never even heard of that word before like my family hadn't struggled with mental illness it was not a conversation in our household I had no clue what that meant I didn't know what depressed people looked like I remember like researching it and googling it that night and I was like oh yeah that's that's it that's what I got Mm -hmm. yeah I remember too shortly after you kind of like landed there and you like that was a good place to start um, I think you went to stay with my mom for a little bit, didn't you? Like I without did, me, yeah. we were newly married. You, we'd only been around each other for less than two years. Yeah, like physically been around each other, and you like went to stay with my mom, and I didn't. I was, yeah. I was like working, going to school. You I know? think I felt so much like safety and validation with your mom at the time because it was the first time that any other person saw me and what I felt and understood. And because it was something Jaren's mom knew because it's something that she has also dealt with. Yeah. And she was able to see that in me because she recognized it. She knew what that was. And that was such a relief to me to like see that this was a thing that was recognizable because at first I just thought something had to have been wrong with me. This can't be normal. Like I am not a normal human being. Like I'm crazy. That's how you feel. And honestly, a lot of this period of time is really blacked out in my head. I have a hard time remembering timelines and things like that. I just remember it was really, really bad to the point of not being able to get out of bed, not being able to go do normal adult things. Like I would have a week where I'm okay and then I would have three where I just, I can't function. And that's pretty much what I remember the bulk of this time being. Jaren was extremely rational and didn't understand this at all zero which is probably why i retreated to go stay with his mom because that felt like such yeah. a safe place you wanted to get away from for me. me um and I, I even at your mom's i remember having a panic attack at your mom's house oh. and wanting to leave in the middle of the night like it was so so bad it was consuming my life but jaren being very rational it drove me nuts at the time i was so frustrated that he would be like there's no reason to be crying like you are fine like this doesn't make sense it is Mm -hmm. illogical yeah he would speak a lot of like logic over whatever the scenario was which drove me crazy but looking back i can see how speaking truth and logic over and over again in those situations long term did help it helped me start practicing using that logic part of my brain that seemed to not exist and it was kind of like that hard love that really pushed me into 
getting better and using logic and not letting my emotions get the best of me. Did he always do that perfectly? Nah, girl. <laughs> no. No. There were times that he got so overwhelmed and frustrated with me that he would just leave, you know, like not tried, leave me. but I would tried to leave one time <laughs> and then I saw you standing in the doorway crying and I was like, oh God, I can't leave. Yeah, you would never my, like leave she's me. She's my girl. I can't just leave her like this even though yeah. I really want to because I don't understand what's going on. I would mean like I'm up in the living room crying and you just like go to bed because you're like, I can't deal with this. Like stuff like that. Yeah, I mean... Neither of us were functioning well at this time. Right. He obviously did not know how to love someone who was so out of control, and I didn't know how to control my emotions. So he was getting angrier and more frustrated, and that made me worse, and it was just bad. Yeah, I definitely sucked. I definitely did it wrong. (laughs) I I mean, I was also... (laughs) I mean, I think the thing that I had the biggest problem with, being a logical person and just thinking that way, was like the thing that made you anxious seemed really small to me and maybe to you but like the emotional response you had from that small little act was the magnitude is huge and I I just couldn't equate like I didn't hold your hand so like it turned into this big thing right you know <laughs> we were also newlywed too so like you would think this is like the worst possible combination of people to get together someone who has such big feelings to the point of anxiety like Jaren doesn't hold my hand and it turns into me feeling like someone is pressing down on my chest and my heart is pounding and I can't breathe like that that bad of emotions and on the other hand a person who doesn't really feel much and doesn't really understand feelings yeah you could like write me the sweetest notes and cook me these great dinners and stuff I'm like thanks yeah that's it like that's all all I got (laughs) thank you that was not a lot there so you put these two people together and they want to make it work so bad and they love each other but man they don't get each other at all yeah and it was rough it was hard to work through this I often felt like Jaron just did not care about me even though I knew like he knew that I'm telling you I love you I'm showing up every day that should be enough for you to know that I love you and I'm like you're not making me feel loved so I don't think you do like this was pre love language book too yes I don't think we we don't we didn't read the love language book yet and when we did that's why it was such an eye-opening thing yeah because I was like I spoke "Ah." to you I love you I said it with I go to work I mean I'm here I'm talking we that shows you I love you because that's what it did for me yeah you on the other hand it didn't it didn't interpret that way no because that wasn't how you were needing loved and then throw my anxiety in there and it was just really bad so how did we make it through that hurdle yeah how did we do that (laughs) um i think it took years i think really it took i mean your anxiety got better and better but our manageable yeah but still present i agree you were doing you like started really taking care of your health you changed Mm -hmm. your eating habits you started you know switching out food you started working out a lot you know you were doing other things than just like trying to not be anxious like you were focused i wanted to do everything in my power to make this go away you hated it and i couldn't just sit around and dwell on it i had to like put actionable steps to try to do something i didn't know if it would work but i'm like i'm gonna do all the things so it can't be that i didn't try (laughs) i think that was the biggest part of it was you did not because i've i've heard that i've never really had anxiety or depression i've had anxiety but not to not to that magnitude 
and what you hear is you know it what it makes you want to do is nothing Mm -hmm. that's what you said before too you just want to lay down and wait for it to go away you just want to you just want to paralyze you you paralyze and you just wait for it to go away but you were not doing that you were like um no thank you i'm not there's other people in the world who don't live like this and i want to be one of those people right so you were kicking its butt but that still didn't mean it wasn't hard for us i remember the first couple years of marriage about every three four months we would have like some big blow up fight where we weren't talking very much in between that time and eventually it would just compound and compound and then we would all we would just blow up and it would just be this we avoided problems yeah and conflict bad so how we got over it i think you got over it by working out and like putting action behind how you you know you that wanted to helped. get over it yeah that helped but once we started deciding like why are we fighting every three months i remember saying that one time i said every literally every three months we have this exact same conversation what are we not fixing what are we not doing there's an underlining problem yeah here. something else is making us do this not just we have the same issues it's like we were looking at the same band-aid and being like why isn't whatever's under there healed without actually doing what heals what was under there so eventually we I don't know. We just kept talking and kept talking and figured out. It was intentionality is yeah, what it was. Really? And that's all it took. We both bettered ourselves and we brought those better versions of ourselves to the table. That's true. And we got better as a unit. You got better at validating my feelings and understanding where I'm coming from and comforting. <laughs> You've come a long way in the comfort and I got better in the ways that you said. I, I didn't want to be like that. I did everything in my power to move forward. And I do want to put a disclaimer that there are some people who try so hard yeah. to get over this. And it really is just like a mental thing that they can't get over. Yeah. And I don't want to make anyone feel bad like they aren't trying. And that's why you keep struggling with this because I've been there and that's an awful way to feel. But... I did commit to bettering myself. If, if there was anything in my power that could help, I was going to do it. And that's not to say you don't get anxious now. I still get anxious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not like we kicked its butt. It's never came back. And yeah. you, good job, Kristen. It's like, no, it's manageable. I mean, good job, Kristen. But... I mean, yeah, I still say that for <laughs> sure. I tell you that. But I know. I mean, because yeah. now it's almost it's almost not noticeable. Right. It's manageable. Feelings of anxiety still come, but I have really figured out tools and things to help me. And then you too, I I can lean on you in times of anxiety and you have bettered yourself and you comfort me better. And that gets me through. It really is both of us working on ourselves and bettering ourselves and that bettered us as a married couple. Yeah, I think that is probably the answer. I learned how to be more emotionally available to you and to myself honestly I wasn't I didn't really think about emotions or feelings or anything like that at all I didn't you know so I learned how to do that and you know work through my own stuff in turn I was able to help you more so so you had you didn't have a brick wall trying to help you get through it now you had a guy who was Mm -hmm. trying to learn on his own we were both learning together how to get through it yeah plus the steps you were taking it just worked out for us in that situation. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it doesn't always work for everyone. It's mm-hmm. not just like everyone do this and it'll be fixed. Right. But it did work for us that yeah. time. Anxiety <laughs> is not like a 
one size yeah. this is the one solution it's it's just not like that everyone has their own backstory everyone's been through something totally different you know well there's so many different reasons that anxiety can take place in a person so right but for us for sure that was our biggest hurdle and i do think the thing that helped was both of us bettering ourselves and working together i agree i would say that's kind of how we got to where we are now too from the stuff we had to do foundationally to fix issues we had me being an emotional brick wall and you being an emotional waterfall just everywhere all the time we both brick wall waterfall is that a thing girl you think you got it all but you don't Did and i, I just... do so boom with that attitude oh my gosh how does it go what's the next part asking me pinch punch is that how it goes pinch punch you know all this Peace is staying punch. in right Captain Crunch, I got something you can't touch. Bang, bang, choo-choo train, wind me up. <laughs> Did you say that as a kid? Yes, me. A, thir- <laughs> a 15-year-old boy who was into metalcore went around doing this cheer with all of his friends. Yes. If Beth was here, she would have broke out and said She's that going me. to call you as soon as she hears this because we're not taking it out. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. I wish I could have like fluently said that, man. You were talking about how we got to where we are now. Oh, yeah. Those were the foundational things that really put us on a good trajectory, uh, moving upward, growing, maturing, kind of getting to where we are now. I really feel like what we learned through this hurdle, just being able to work on yourself as a person for the better of your marriage you working on yourself and me working on myself we both changed so much through this conflict that we had this issue that we had that that really set us up for other conflicts and other issues that we came across in our marriage and knowing that we made it through that we could make it through anything and if it caused us to need to shift the way we think a little bit or change a little bit we've already dealt with that we've already done that we've gone through something so hard and we both have grown and changed for the better of our marriage as a unit that now we can do it with anything yeah the tools we learned back then about how to help each other and how to open up ourselves and grow in ourselves are two huge things that we've just always remembered. We've always, like you said, remember when we were anxious? Remember when you had anxiety and stuff? Like, we got over that. We can get over this, you know? We really haven't had anything, like, super detrimental, huge, earth-shattering things happen um, in our marriage, thank the Lord. But that was a big thing. That was a big thing. So we can look back to that and say, like, yeah, we got through that. We can get through this. So yeah. far, we've had nothing that's, like, more huge than that and i pray we don't you know i don't really pray anyone has to go through anything super hard but if it does then you know we'll cling to each other do what we can do to help be selfless as much as we possibly can for the sake of our family we have kids now so like it's even more it's more important i feel like a big thing was like we always say it was intentionality we didn't do things perfect then we didn't have the roadmap we didn't know what we were doing but it was intentional and sometimes that intentionality made us do the wrong thing but our intention was to better our marriage our intention was to grow 
and keep this thing moving and keep getting better and while we didn't do that right and perfect all the time we both had that as our intention it was pretty rough in the beginning for sure we were it didn't look like that was our intention <laughs> yeah I can't, but it was I don't, I don't want to know what it looked like we were doing <laughs> but we both truly loved each other yeah and we both wanted to move forward and wanted to grow in our marriage that was always our intention and i think that alone i think god sees that and he'll bless you for it he'll help you along he'll give you the strength to keep going and the tools and you just have to keep moving forward you have to keep putting that other person at the forefront of your mind yeah a lot of that means laying down your desires and even pride i know this is correct or i think i do about some how i was raised like things should be done this way you know sometimes it's just not best for your family for for your marriage you know like don't bring something to the table that you don't but that you both don't agree on and try to just force it to work because it doesn't i i would have to let go of things for my upbringing that just weren't compatible with us yeah sometimes it's a hard pill to swallow but sometimes it's necessary and guess what I don't even, I can't even recall what those things are right now because we have done our own thing, yeah. like traditions and stuff or ways of helping each other, you know? Yeah. I don't even know. I can't even recall what was going on back then or what I, like things that I would hold so dearly to, I wouldn't want to change or they were hard for me to change. Like, right. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't you even matter right now. You have to right be now. willing to change and you have to be intentional in creating this new unit this new covenant yeah a new family technically even if you don't have kids your spouse is still your family so so through this i hope you can see why we titled our podcast marriage on purpose why we are so about intentionality it is such a part of our story it is what has truly kept us together and gotten us to where we are now it's everything so yeah that's why we started this yeah without being intentional and genuinely caring for the other person we wouldn't be here i would i would i don't even i don't even want to think about where we would be because it would be sad in the intention is truly all it takes i mean as you can see from our story we were set for failure i mean if we can make it through with just intention with just a willingness to a desire to want to make this work you can too yeah and it doesn't matter how different you are from your spouse or how incompatible you think you might be if you both are intentional you can get through anything Mm -hmm. you have to be intentional with loving your spouse how they need to be loved and be intentional in sacrificing what you want or you think is best for you for the sake of them and your family. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening today. Thanks for listening, everybody. As always, send in a review. Write us a review. Rate us. That would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, send us your questions, too. If you have any questions about anything you want us to deep dive into, get our opinions on, or just something you're curious about us about, 
for sure. We are really yeah. needing questions, so that would be appreciated We're as desperate. well. We're desperate. We're desperate over Please here. Please send us questions. <laughs> and next week, we are really excited. We have a mini series that we are starting, our first ever little series, and it is going to be on the family unit. We can't wait to talk about that. It's going to be a good one, so stay tuned. But we need to end on a question. Yeah, I have a question for you. Perfect. Jaren's question. For next week. Okay, if you had a stack to throw at anything you just wanted. Yeah, that's how cool people say $1,000. Seriously? It's called a stack. Okay. White girl alert. (laughs) (laughs) If you could throw $1,000 at anything you wanted, can't be a need, can't be something that you like also could use as a need for your house, something you want for yourself. What would you spend $1,000 on? I guess it could be a couple things. Yeah, I don't... Okay. Yeah. So, if you're thinking about that, Kristen, I'm really excited to hear what you have to say next week. I really need to think about that one. Hardest question so far. (laughs) If you could just spend money on whatever you want, what would you spend it on? This is coming from an anxious person. (laughs) Such a hard question. All right. Well, we will see you guys next week. All right. Next week. See ya.